At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello, hello, hello. All right, Devin, what do you have for us this evening? Here we go. What do you have here? There's a great deal of poetry in working out how things work. Cutting bits of metal, trying to mend stuff. Uh, that, that quote, that quote uh, it ended quicker than I thought. I know, I know. Uh, like, it was going to go on. <laughs> That's it. Just cutting bits of metal and trying to end stuff. Yeah, like it wasn't well wrapped up. But it's um, a quote from uh, James May, who's on Top Gear. Yeah, yeah, right. Who has James a May gin that yeah, we have to right. review, which that, I absolutely <laughs> love. That you bought to, to review and then just drank it. I didn't, I didn't finish it. There's enough for oh, okay. two drinks. <laughs> nice. So it's uh so you guys there's a a bit of poetry and making stuff out of this. Um working out how things work. So he's I you know mm-hmm. the, I I mean I know that's what he likes to do. And who knows what he means by poetry. You could you could kind of weave that into any quote about art, you know. Yeah. But it's a uh maybe it's like a conversation. It's a um ongoing like thought press process along with there's beauty and excitement when you figure out how it clicks together not yeah. un- too unlike poetry sometimes where you don't understand it and then you do yeah there's a flow right there's like a rhythm to the mm. way something works and when you can understand that you understand mm. its rhythm right mm. and you're like okay so if all these things work together if all the, the elements of this thing mm. are working then the rhythm flows yeah, yeah there's, it's not choppy, it's not bouncy, it's not uh, whatever, you know, garbled, you know, like a like a poem. When the, all the pieces work together, it flows. Um, <clears throat> so today I was uh, at school and uh, working, you know, and I was, uh, we were, we were going to use the uh, print lab to, we have a technology lab in our school that's kind of for everyone to use. And in the lab, there are four 3D printers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were going down, my coworker Katie and I, we were going to go and um, start printing because we have a bunch of small models that our students 3D modeled for uh, for the buildings they're designing. And so we were printing them out. So instead of just using the one printer in our room, we like to use that one plus the ones down in the lab so we can kind of get them all done in a couple of days instead of, you know, tw- two a day, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we were down there. And Katie went down to start some of the 3D prints and she came back up and she was like, I need your help because all the machines are off. So I went down with her and we're like trying to figure it out. And and so the whole, all of the outlets on the backside of the room were all off. We didn't know why. Um, 
And so I was like tracing the whole system to try to figure out why. And I was like trying to go into different rooms. I'm checking the breaker boxes and the breaker boxes are not dripped and we're working our way through. And at like, and this whole time it's like, okay, well, you know, electricity works in a line, right? You know, it's like there goes a breaker box and then it goes to another breaker box, another breaker box. And then, you know, there's like a big giant breaker box that runs the whole building. So you can kind of step mm-hmm. backwards. Like if all the, all, all the breakers are not tripped, mm-hmm. then I mean, something's, there's a bigger problem, right? So you go to the next breaker box and you find that one. Okay. Well, where are all the breakers there? Like in a big building, right? They're all kind of a daisy chain together. <clears throat> so we're looking around and, uh, I call the principal cause I know there's like a key. He has a key, a specific, a specific key to one of the electrical closets. That's not keyed like the rest. So he came down and we're looking in there. We don't see any problem. Then we go back to the main room where the two breaker boxes are. And we find that, uh, the one breaker box is all off and I'm like, okay, well this breaker box is labeled by this code. And so I'm like, where's the, where's that breaker in the next box? So I go over and I see that code and it's like, here's the breaker that turns off the entire breaker box. So I switched that back off and on and that's fine. I'm like, okay, well now that's not working. So where's the, where's the, you know, the next box that runs this bigger breaker box. Is your school, the game missed? <laughs> yeah, right. Switch this thing. Switch this one. Right. There's <clears throat> pipes on the floor. I got to redirect the, <laughs> so I'm standing to make there. the elevator work. And the principal standing there. And then one of our other teachers had come in cause he was like, Oh yeah, this, he's like, I feel like it's something to hear. This has happened before. And it happened before to me. And I, so I knew there was like the solution, but I just couldn't remember what our solution was from the past. And so we're standing there. We're looking at these two breaker boxes and I'm reading the tag and I'm like, okay, now we need to find the next breaker box that has this label in it as like the bigger switch to turn off this entire thing. And, uh, cause I, cause I have the schematics of the whole building up in the architecture room as, cause we use it for examples and stuff. We'll show people. So we have the whole, like the entire blueprints of the entire building and it has all the electrical schematics. Mm-hmm. And we're like standing there, we're looking at it and, and Brozine, our principal goes, ah, I know what it is. And he, he walks up and there's like one big switch on the whole breaker box, which is the switch for that breaker box. And that one's tripped, but it doesn't, it's not colored at all. Cause it's a giant switch. Right. But it's just like halfway down. And so he like pushes it down and then switches it back up and everything comes back on. He's like, ha ha. And then he made this joke. He's like, that's right. Ladies, we can handle any job in this building. We're like standing there and <laughs> joking about it. And I was talking about the uh, Seinfeld episode where Jerry's like, you know, Hopefully you just open up the, the hood of the car. You think you know what's going on. You're going to walk up like you act like you know what's going on. You're just looking for some big switch that's turned off. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I got it. So that's exactly yeah. what happened. So, <laughs> but that's just like the the quote reminded me of that. Cause it's a, you know, a, it's a, it's a system of steps and when they all work together, they all work well and they all have to work together to flow. Um, so like these like daisy chain breaker boxes that get, you know, bigger and bigger breakers. Um, but yeah. And I, you know, I find that obviously in like all the things, anything that I make, you know, there's as simple as like an ax with a handle, right. That's like two things that have to go together and then they're held together by a wedge. So if all three things are working well, the Mm -hmm. inside of the, the eye of the ax, the handle is shaped correctly. The wedge is shaped correctly. Then those three things create a system that flows. And if one of those things is loose then the system rattles, you know, or the head flies off. That's like, yeah, I think that's, that's really beautiful. There's like poetry and understanding how a things beautiful work. piece of poetry. There is a, um, <laughs> I remember when we were young, Derek, he must've just gotten out of high school or someone. Remember he was like, mm. he was writing poetry and putting it on a website. 
No. You remember that? There was a website where you could rate other people's poetry. No, that's great. And, and I did one. <laughs> I really tried to make it deep, you know? <laughs> and I don't, you know, I, I I would love to find it. And I mean, read I'm the, sure read I'd be the very, very embarrassed <laughs> about my poetry at like 13, you know? Yeah. But really trying hard to make it good. I did. And I remember, I remember in, you know, uploading it like, yeah, this is a... This is, this is pretty damn good. <laughs> Gotta say so. Myself. Let me release this on the world. They're gonna, it's gonna change some things. <laughs> I took a uh, a poetry class in college nice. and um, actually found the my final like the final was like we had to put together something like six poems or something you know and just like print it out and staple together and so we could share it with the class and present them whatever so I had two packets one was mine and one was my friend Ben. Um, but uh, I was going back and reading the poems that I wrote, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, they weren't bad, but they were like they were a little predictable, I guess. You know, like they were a little, <laughs> a little lofty, like a little too lofty. You know, you get into that like a whole room of people that are writing conceptual poetry, and you like yeah. everything starts to sound conceptual and poetic, and you're like, oh yeah, this is good. This is this is different." Like, nah. And then I was reading. So I, I was reading through my friend Ben's poems. Ben Turner, who was actually um, in my year, pretty good friend of mine. He and um, and a few of our other friends were all on the show Ace of Cakes. Um, he was one of like the main characters on the show Ace of Cakes with mm-hmm. Duff, whatever his name is all. But um, I was reading through his, and there was one of his poems where he mentioned me in the poem. Because it was like he was relating a dream, and he was like... And blah blah blah, and this happened, and then and then I looked over and like, and my friend Jim from high school was there, and Dustin, you were there too, and he like kept writing, and I was like, hey, nice, <laughs> I made it in his dream and into the poem. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, silly stuff. Yeah, not not great. So but, uh, here yeah. I had this um, I'm talking about 3D printing. I got my next to my computer here, and I've been printing up some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Something I never considered, which I saw on Instagram or YouTube or something. Taking, you know how we're always trying to get the smallest uh, nozzle head possible to get rid of the lines, right? Right. Um, <laughs> right, you're always trying to minimize those lines and maybe sand them off and do all that stuff. But this mm-hmm. guy just pushed it to see how big the nozzle could be. So even bigger than the plastic itself. Somehow, it must melt it earlier and push it through, you know? Right. (laughs) Okay. But, I mean, then it becomes the fastest prints on Earth. (laughs) Right. Because each each layer is a quarter inch or something. You know, probably half that. But let's say it's an eighth or two eighths or something, whatever it is. Um, (laughs) Or quarter. And he, he does clear stuff like vases and stuff and interesting uh, like faces yeah so you get this very like you know stand far back and you can see it type of deal oh uh, yeah right on i was like what a great idea like if you really want to make something <laughs> quick quickly just um accept the style of the tool which is right round layers right yeah that can be flat, that get a little flattened, but they're with rounded edges. So if you almost like a, um, a, a pinch pot or one of those, not a pinch pot, but the ones where you do a rope yeah. pot, you know, yeah, coil before coil you pot. smooth it, yeah. coil pot. So mm-hmm. it's like that, but without doing the smoothing, it has its own 
hmm. pleasing aesthetic. It's really cool. Like I was like, yeah, oh. that's cool. So you have these instant. I mean, it's, it takes a, a, a crap load of uh, PLA and of plastic, right, but it's like yeah. it's done in. Uh, you know, a vase is done in like five minutes. Yeah, right. It's just big, fat, clear layers. Like really cool. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I gotta try that. Yeah, and if, like you said, you know, if if that if you're building that texture into the design, right? You're mm-hmm. like not not that you're like designing it that way, but you understanding that it's going to be there, right? So it's not like you're obviously not printing it, parts for things, you know, like because they're not going to do that. But if you're using it artistically and you're printing big things, big objects that like the specificity of the detail doesn't necessarily matter, right? Then yeah, why not? Like right, that's cool. It's like you're right. It's like trying to make a someone's face out of you know rope right you can do yeah. layer and layer and layer it's a it's just it's a look right yeah so I was exactly. like, man i gotta i gotta try something like that. that'd be really cool and really yeah, quick right. you know yeah yeah right reminds <laughs> me of our uh our book that we read for the book club one of the characters most are used uh 3d printing to print glass did she use 3d printing yeah, yeah, she had all the 3D printers. That's what she was like. Oh. She was using 3D printers to print glass, um, to print, like, glass objects and stuff. Did you finish the book? Yeah. I'm almost done. Almost done? Actually, I actually read it, I read it yesterday <laughs> and break? today. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I finished Oh, maybe it. after uh, next week we're going to have a guest, and then maybe oh, yeah. the week after we'll take a couple minutes and discuss it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun. It's a good. It's it was good. I liked the book and I liked yeah. the ending and yeah, good stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, going like slightly back to that again, just like thinking about like the use of something like that. We've been we've been printing a lot of stuff, and I've been so I've been like three D modeling different things, and I actually three D modeled a um, cup holder. Uh, uh, like a cup holder phone holder so like a phone you know like to hold my phone in a cup holder in a car because um, in my truck I don't really have a good place to mount a phone holder and I probably could but sure you do. it's not great like my dashboard's not like super solid for some reason it's a little like cracky and stuff and it's a little wobbly um, so <laughs> it's like so I usually just put my because you have a truck from 90 Nine. <laughs> 2001. <laughs> oh, sorry. Damn. <laughs> yeah, right. My other one was 89, so. <laughs> no, it's like He's there's Asian. something about that that era of Dodge Rams that the, oh. the material that they made the dash out of, like, over time, the sun basically, like, becomes brittle and cracks. And so I have a, cr- a few cracks in my dash, and it's not, like, as bad as I've seen some other ones, but yeah. um, I don't want to risk it by, like, putting something up there that's weighted. Um, <laughs> so so I usually just put my phone next to me on the on the chair, on the bench seat, or I put it in the, in the cup holder, which is down to my right, you know, to the right of my knee, and it just leans back away from me. Um, but my new phone's a little bit bigger, so it doesn't want to sit down in the cup far enough. So I modeled um, a holder, which is basically like uh, a sleeve that's like an, maybe two inches tall with a, a space in the front, so that way it doesn't co- that it, it doesn't cover the screen when it slides into it. Um, and then that thing, that two inch tall by say a half inch thick sleeve by three and a half inches wide, um, then is tilted back at like maybe five or 
seven degrees something and then it's modeled inside of a circular you know cup that's only like an inch tall so that way when i put that down into the cup holder my my cup holder has an adjustment like left to right so i can tighten down on something so i can put that in tighten it and then that'll hold my phone at the right angle and in the, in the thing so i was like pretty cool but i made i made a first one and i printed it and it ended up being too big for the cup holder so i have that there actually i should use that i should use that in here um so so i have another one that i that i you know changed and made some edits and modeled it a little bit better and did some changes to it and also added in a uh like a charging cable slot at the bottom which i hadn't done and all and so but it's kind of a fun thing like understanding that you know you can just model anything out of your imagination oh, yeah. and then and then print it like such a cool like just crazy and actually i have our student my students um are my sophomore class is working on a specific thing they're doing they're doing a drafting of an object that's special for them and they have to do all these different views of it and stuff and they have to measure it and draft it and it takes a while that project some students work through it pretty quickly and some students take a lot longer to do it so we um we made a secondary project for students who finished early where they could model a like a desktop pencil holder organizer type thing we gave them like some constraints and some different like and some some goals that they had to do that were based off of the way you look at it and all and but uh the cool thing about that is now like there was no no like constraint on what it could look like you know it was like just make this thing whatever you want and so like I, most of my students were just making like cylinders and you know cubes and stuff and they were kind of putting them together to make these shapes and all and then uh and i had one student who just downloaded a picture of a pirate ship or not a picture but a 3d model of a pirate ship and she was just like making edits to it so that way it could hold pencils i was like that's great you know like why not you know because mm -hmm. it's just an extra project it's not graded it's like it's a it's the students who had finished early it's a little bit of a benefit for them you know like hey here's your prize for you know finishing early and staying on task that now you get to model this thing and then i'm going to 3d print them for them so that's the cool thing just like whatever is in your imagination just come up with it and then print it out and then it's there and if it's not exactly what you want and just print another one you know you spent yeah. like three dollars on pla or something right so oh it's yeah. great i love it mm -hmm. i have this um before we move on I don't know if I talked to you about it. I probably talked to Kai about it. Mm -hmm. I have a dream project of making a um, strategy slash gambling slash like a D&D &D board game <laughs> right. called uh, Dungeon Casino. Okay. Where I think we we played a, a small version of it when we when we we went when we gambled last time at my place. Right. Yeah. Remember with all the players. Everyone, uh -huh. it's uh -huh. like we were all rushing to get through, but we could also attack each other at the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so basically, it's a you know a standard like dungeon with you know one inch squares, and you can do rolls and move around. But instead of lives, everyone has a certain amount of coins before they have to leave. You know, before the, for for that game's over. So if you want to hit somebody, you could just stack coins under them. Like, let's say right. we want to play, everyone has $5 on them. Mm -hmm. And then you, you go throughout the, the, the dungeon finding things. Like, you could find a pot of money, or you could find things. Or there's, like, a center area with standard games. <laughs> so you can, like, mm -hmm. run to a table and and start a game as if you're, like, starting a big fight. But it's just a game. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Dungeon Casino, you, you do a horse race, or you do, like, a round of blackjack, or you do, like, a dice game, or any of those things. Nice. 
that, that so what I, I would need to print out like players and dungeon pieces and then just have it as a you know little casino tables and little treasure chests that you open and there's like things so it yeah. combines all my favorite things <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy and gambling and game yeah, nights, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hanging out with friends and drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah and then you know, casino. like you know, if you have if you have like regulars, you know, people who play often with you, you, know, you, can, you can print out their specific characters they their, want. Their character, know? yeah, have a, have yeah, their yeah. person, a little backstory. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I'm a seventh I, level ninja dragon. I am Fu Fu the Archer. <laughs> right before dinner Corinne goes she's like um, she she wanted to download the game Baldur's Gate Mm -hmm. and uh, she was like yeah it looks like a really cool game she was like and then she goes I think they're like I think you all your moves are done by dice dice rolls just like in Dungeons and Dragons I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure and I was like and then I think all the all the dice rolls run the I like the, 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 dwarf, the nerd voice, and I'm pretty sure all of the moves are controlled by dice rolls, just like in Dungeons and Dragons. Which like, she was like, "What are you trying to say?" And she was like, "Wait, let me go get my glasses." And she came back with like yeah, her fake right, glasses on. Nerd. Yeah, and I was like, "Yes." She like completely just accepted it. I will roll a ten for anger. <laughs> My specifications do not allow that. (laughs) I I laugh, but I've already played that game. And yes, Mm -hmm. it is based off of Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I want to play. That's an expensive game. Yeah, it's like 60 bucks. Yeah, or 70. Or it was on Xbox. (laughs) She looked looked it up. She was like, it's $60. We're like, okay, you have money to spend on your own stuff. She's like, mm-hmm. like oh, it's so exciting, spending my own money on something. <laughs> like, oh, we've created a monster. <laughs> it is it is a fun game. Guy and I play it. Nice. Right on. Yeah, she's going to get it for the computer nice. PC gamer. Yeah, man. So, what's been going on? I know we... Uh, we both watched Jimmy Duresta's tribute video to his dad this week. Yeah, yeah, I really, really, really in, enjoyed it and thought it was, you know, I mean, I, I didn't know his dad and I barely know Jimmy Duresta the few times we met him and talked to him shortly, but it's just really nice and like he, like, not only is it a gift to everyone to get together with his family and and come up with like all the tips and tricks yeah you know it's such a great thing to do like um like everyone should do that (laughs) or everyone's history of that type of information should be like written down or like documented (laughs) public access (laughs) yeah and i think not only is it a nice thing to do for other people but it's it's a good thing to do for your your dad and yeah. for someone who who you know would have been happy for other people to know the information. Like when a dad goes, you don't do that. This is how you do something. Right, yeah. You know, they would be happy for everyone to know that. Because, it, it, you know, less of a noise to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why are you handing me that thing that way? Or why are you hammering that or doing that? Um, yeah. Anyway, really great video. And um, one of the ones I really liked was putting a magnet in the bottom of your hammer handle. Yeah. That's great. How great yeah. is that? Yeah. <laughs> so to pick up, like, easy I, didn't thing, un- I, didn't, yeah. I, I didn't understand it first. I was like, wait, if you drop your hammer, you can like 
if you have a magnet on hand, you can pick up your hammer. It's like, no, you just use it as a little extender to pick up yeah. the screw you dropped or the tool or the screw. Like, so many times you're dropping stuff, and it's just an extra foot and a half of not having right and even just like down. picking you know picking a piece of small hardware up off the ground sometimes it's just tricky mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. like fl- like a flat washer you're like trying to pick it up if you have any fingernails like how do you get it mm-hmm. you know like or like in yeah, my it drops in know, dirt outside or yeah and in my case you know where i have that that mat on my floor between my shop tables it's like a, a rubber oh, yeah. mat like a stall mat you know and so things fall down in there and if i can't like get them a lot of times i will grab a magnet and put it down in there to get it because if it's far down i can't pinch it you know like yeah yeah that's a great idea i thought that was yeah that was a really good one <laughs> <laughs> i like the uh, the chop saw one too how he said is like dad would do that with a chop saw and lift a piece of wood up really high he's like right. he's get like don't like, ever do this <laughs> yeah right <laughs> It was great because that was a nod back to his, like, don't do these tips. <laughs> like, dangerous, yeah. dangerous shop tips video. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. Yeah, and just, like, him talking about his dad and all the footage of his dad. You know, he and his dad just driving around, just random stuff. Be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you see that burger costs $15. And Jimmy's like, yeah, pretty probably pretty good. He's like, I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> like, too expensive. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then the, just, and the dad thing of like, you want this? I got this. Uh, check this out. Like, no, yeah. I don't need it. <laughs> right, exactly. Especially Jimmy. It's such a funny thing to for his dad. Like, no yeah. matter how successful your son gets, you know, I'm sure. I mean, that video was maybe at max taken like three or four years ago, but probably like last year or something. You know, his dad looks right. pretty old. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like, Dad, I got you know, I got sponsors who give me stuff I, i've had a bunch of shows like i've got this huge shop with everything i want like you put the sander no i don't like... i don't need this old like planer or sander that you like <laughs> yeah, i bought 10 of these things you want one like uh, yeah, Dad, i'm good i'm good i don't need it. i don't need anything yeah jimmy talks about his dad being a hoarder like a true hoarder uh-huh. And, yeah. like, there were a couple shots where he's, like, inside his house, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, damn, he is a hoarder. Like, mm-hmm. the entire space around his house is just completely full of stuff, and it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I, you know, like, I feel like um, there's a certain, obviously, it's, like, a mental thing, you know, to be in that situation. I guess so, you know, like, but there's there's different levels of that right and i i definitely have a certain level of that but it's like you know i want to get this thing because it's useful but not because i you know not because it's on sale but because it's useful right it's like maybe i'll keep it whole like random scraps of wood and stuff because i feel like i can use them sometime in the future like that video of the the dad that was like yes like hey do you have one of these things and he like runs down to the basement it was like a, a reel that i saw he like runs down to the basement and digs underneath of his desk under his shop desk you know shop and he's like grabs this random piece of wood it's like two two by fours that are screwed at a t angle and they're like they're like going and uh i don't know it was a weird it was a fun uh video but that uh oh yeah okay um that whole concept of like actually continuing to uh, to like hold on to stuff, I definitely find myself there. Looks like we lost Evan. He should be back on in a second. Yes, lost you. That's weird. I know we're still recording, so Devin will be back. But yeah, that that idea of just like uh, your uh, your dad always offering up stuff. Um, 
that Devin was talking about. Just, I think that's great. My, our dad does that where he'll get something and be like, Oh, I got this thing. I think you'll like it. You know, or here's this, whatever, like scroll saw or whatever, you know, things back and forth. So it's always stuff. Hey, you're back. I'm back. All right. We're still recording. I think we're all, I think we're good. I don't know why we lost you, but okay. Just logged me out. And then it was like, okay, finalizing recording. Okay. Every once in a while. (laughs) <laughs> Every once in a while, we never know about cast, but yeah, I was continuing. I was talking about the uh, the reel with the the dad and the son, and the son's like, "Oh, do you have this thing?" And the dad's like, "Yes," and he runs oh, down yeah, to his basement weird. and shop. If I, had, if I had a wood, yeah, wouldn't he? I got that. <laughs> he brings it back up, and that's what I was just saying. Like, I can. I, that's the type of stuff that I hoard. You know, it's like the random stuff that I think will be worth something, or not that I can use at some point, and you know. Not not because it's on sale, right? That's right. I feel like that's that was his more his mentality. It's like, oh look how cheap this thing is. I should buy a bunch of them, <laughs> you know, because you never know when they'll be this cheap again. I'm like, well, why do you need fifteen little flashlights? You know, LED flashlights. Well, yeah, I might need fifteen flashlights. Yeah, well, there's a little need, bit of yeah, an old right. yeah the old school thing where everything was more expensive anyway. So you find such a good deal, you're like, mm-hmm. man, you know, lights used to be. You had one good flashlight. Now look at them all. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, but we don't want all that Chinese yeah. crap, like free Harbor Freight flashlights. Like, right, exactly. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, yeah. that free Harbor Freight flashlight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that how it lights up over here? Lights up there. <laughs> but it's nice. Yeah. What a what a yeah what a what a nice video. What, what a nice video that will last as a tribute and a uh, like it's for everybody. It's a gift for your dad. It's a gift. For yeah, everyone for who, and for ever, yeah, everyone just to, knew him. Yeah. yeah, and and then every all of the rest of us. I like the little like the the little interview at the very end where it was Jimmy talking to like one of his dad's friends mm. and a guy that worked with him, whatever the you know fire department, and he said you know he was like talking about how he was working with him one day and. And his dad was like using the hose or whatever, and he's like, "Here, come on over here, take this." And he gave him the hose so he could spray. You know, he like let him do it. You know, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." You know, from that day on, he was his friend. And he was like, anytime I'd say anything, you know, uh, against him, if anyone uh, agreed with what I was saying, I'd punch him in the face. You know, something like that. It was great. It was such a funny like, like that's the way you remember. <laughs> that's how you judge people's like. <laughs> let me let me secretly talk bad about someone, and then if they agree with me. Then I'm gonna punch him in the face because that person's actually a good person. But like, what? We try to trick people. Well, like, it's, yeah, it's almost like <laughs> your your family or something. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah, I can make fun of my brothers, but don't don't <laughs> jump in. Don't like, right, pile exactly. on. <laughs> yeah, I have the right to. <laughs> yeah, I've been around them long enough. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah so no, great it was video. Really nice. Yeah, I like. Um, yeah, they were just like. There were a lot of things, and and the pace was really nice. Like I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, like some obviously with his sped up videos, like sometimes the pace feels fast. You're like following along. There's a lot. Of, there's plenty of content there to like to understand, but it's fast. But this just felt kind of slow. You know, it was like it was nice, not slow, but it was like appropriate. Like you were just living with Jimmy and his dad for a little bit. You know, yeah. the memory of him. It was really nice. Those are my favorite videos. I. It's just. I'm so so old manish on this. I'm like, oh, it's too fast. We're rushing through everything, yeah, rushing right. through content constantly. Yeah, it's just uh, 
I think it's a horse shit way to make videos, but right. <laughs> what can, what can, I mean, speaking of rushing through and make something really fast, we put <laughs> we put out a uh, um a little reel or whatever. And I did you did you put to YouTube yet? I did. Yeah, I did both of them. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, really making it fast <laughs> because I was like, oh, this doesn't in in the video that we just put out the. Uh, Hunting for a perfect um, axe handle, you know, in yeah. big box stores, which yeah. turned out really nice, I think. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. At the end, well, we were like, oh, why don't you hang it now and we'll record it and see mm-hmm. what we can do. And it was already pretty quick. Like, I left out that you switched, you know. Right. From the other one axe head to the other Because it was just getting a little, I was like, I just kind of wanted to be a little treat at the end. That's no longer than like two minutes, you know. Right. Yep. And that's what it ended up being. It was about two minutes and 20 seconds fast forwarding through the whole, and it was your longer explanation. Right. I yeah, did, I, I know. I, that's a, I did notice that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the longer one. There was a, yeah. yeah, there was a little bit more, eh, a little bit of this, and like a little bit more take a breath, and eh, I do this, and, you know, it was just a little bit right. nicer. So I was like, oh, yeah. I'll do that one. But then to make it a minute, well, you know, whatever, Instagram can do like a minute 30. Right, but and I'm, yeah, not gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do yeah. two videos, one for YouTube, one for Instagram. So, like, right, yeah, I always try to do everything under a minute. I'll do it under a minute, and I kept having to trim it. And <laughs> I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll do it really, really fast. Like, I'll speed up the sped up footage and the voice just for fun, like <laughs> really quick. And I was like, yeah. that's kind of works, but then past like 160 percent mm-hmm. is just too fast to like understand. Right, yeah. So I found, like, whatever was just fast enough where you could still understand it. And then it, you know, it ended up being, like, a minute 30, the whole explanation. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man. So I actually yeah. trimmed out, like, another 30 seconds of the full explanation that's on the video. Oh, so it's nice, even yeah. more, it's it's an even, even more concise version of the normal <laughs> speed version of on the video. <laughs> nice. But, uh, so that's kind of cool. great. No, it was fun. I like you were like you're like yeah. You don't have to have any like any um you know music or anything because as you talking about it and I hadn't actually looked at it yet. And so then I looked at it. I was like, oh, that is kind of cool. And I was listening to it, like blah, 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 blah. you just talking. <laughs> and the great. sounds are still in it, which I had kind of fun doing. Was hunting for the right sound for the right piece of the fast forward mm-hmm. thing because the whole thing's done in like two minutes. So there's a million different sounds, and I right. I kind of didn't keep them together like i will pull in a piece of video unlink it and then fast and then you know change the speed of the video clip side of it right right yeah because if you speed the video and the audio up it is just more lagging on your computer because it's trying to play back uh. more like rendered things more like that type of stuff um, right so i always keep the in anyway we use I don't usually use the sped up audio, right? Um, yeah. So I just move the audio to the other timeline. But there were so many clips I just had like twenty pieces of audio at the end of the timeline. I was just like looking through like oh this type of hammer, mm-hmm. on oh, this sounds like that's all. Like I kind of forgot which what went where, so I just kind of picked it. Oh right. Yeah. Added this each sound for each little bit. So every in the fast forwarded thing you hear. Yeah, little ch- examples. Yeah, like of a, yeah, yeah, the normal sound, but you're seeing it high speed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I forget who I who does that. I think I think I noticed it the first time. I really noticed. I think was on like a tested video. 
um, where he's yeah, doing do something really fast sounds. and they're just normal speed sound. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's nicer. You know, cause I, that's yeah. one of the things that like Jimmy, Jimmy always does on his videos that he'll, he'll leave the high speed sound in. Right. And it always bugs the shit out of Nicole. She's like, Oh my gosh, you're watching a Jimmy Duresta video again. It's like <laughs> super fast, you know? And so I noticed it on Adam Savage's videos. Like, Oh, that's him working fast, but that's just a normal sound. Like, chunk, chunk, chunk. Chunk. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. That's kind of cool. I don't you get know, the idea. Yeah. I don't know why I started doing it. It could have been a tested thing. Right. I don't know, but I, I think yeah, it was that thing. I just liked it a little better to hear. I feel you like you. Well, I feel like you get more information from that sound than you do from a sped up sound. Right. Yeah. You know, you get to hear at least if it's something sped up, you could hear the pace. Right. And a little bit more about what's happening with the tool, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're getting all you're you're gaining all of the knowledge on what's happening visually by it happening quickly. Right. But then you're also understanding, you're understanding the pace of how it actually went by the pace of the actual sentence. Yeah. yeah right. I feel like it's your brain could fill in those yeah. things. Like, Oh, yeah, that's I, the actual I, speed that it would have been. You get yeah. a little bit more information all around and yeah, you don't have the annoying, <laughs> Even though that's fun too, sometimes just to hear that real fast, like oh, it's kind of funny, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. yeah so we made that in our today, and um, yeah, I lo- the video was cool. I I did a different like transition, a little sound with it, which I've never done. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Okay. Did you notice that? Like when you, like, there's a swoosh sound in the, no. in like the um, dissolve swoosh kind of transition from like the one store to the next or whatever yeah like when you're it's like and you're in the store Uh, and it's like you're back in the car (laughs) oh cool (laughs) which i don't think i've ever used a sound for transition or that type of transition i was looking for something different i was like cross dissolves a little slow and and a lot of the other things are just corny right um so but that one worked nice Nice. It was like a slide. It slid, but it like it put in the um, it put in like a uh, a motion blur in it. Oh, it, was right. just, it built into the wipe or the slide, mm-hmm. so it didn't look like this weird clean line. It looked like a swoosh. So I had a swoosh <laughs> sound. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it looked like a swoosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um I noticed something like that in the in the final um the outro where i'm like all right well thanks guys so much for watching blah 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 blah. like um it's almost like i was just i was just laughing 
And then I like uh-huh. went into it because I think uh-huh. it was like, I think Probably. it was that like, you know, it was the, whatever take it was. I was like, all right, here we go. And I like, kind of like giggled into it, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, um, and that's another thing that I noticed that at the end of Adam Savage's videos, when he does the, uh, you know, it's like, he'll wrap up the video and then it's like, Hey you guys, thanks for sticking out to the end. You know, if you want to, he does that little outro thing that he just adds on. That's like, if you can join the tested memberships and da, 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 and you can get these, you know, tattoos and stuff. Um, he always seems like he's like, you know, just stopped laughing. <laughs> it's always like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's, it's like very fun. Like you're like, Oh, you just stepped into part of the conversation where you're like having fun. And I, I noticed it on the video. And then I like, I was like, Oh yeah, that, cause I was, I forget what I was watching last night. I think I was watching his like, uh, setting up the, the lathe cabinet underneath of his lathe or something. And, Oh yeah. Um, and at the end, of the, I noticed at the end of the video when it like transitioned from him being like, "All right, see you guys next time," and then it was like transitioned to that little outro thing that he was like, it sounded like he was like just about he had just come out of laughing, and so I noticed that today when I watched the video, I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that's just a a good. You're always looking for like a naturalistic take. Right. You know, that doesn't seem forced. It doesn't seem like you did it four times. Like, right. So right. when you're coming out of a laugh and you've got a, you know, a good smile on your face anyway, which is good to start out with mm-hmm. in any business, in any like video talent, like start with a smile. Right. Um, it's, uh, yeah. And end with a smile too, which is a tough one too. Cause you'll like, hey, da, 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 and then everyone kind of just wants to like drop down and it just looks right. weird. Yeah. It's like, just hold it for like a second or two. Right. Um, but no, I think it turned out great. I, I love I love the idea of the vlog style thing where you capture like a real reaction mm-hmm. to stuff, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we went to like, you know, three different stores and got your real reaction and no one kicked us out. And it was just cool to have, you know, footage of something other than the shop. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was fun, and it's it's like again, like you said, it was kind of capturing the the real reaction, right, in the in the moment, and that was like, so you know, you were like, well, just walk down the aisle, I'll just get you walking up, and you just start looking at the handles and start mm-hmm. you know talking about them, and so I was just like, with the obviously the mindset of you know, I'm talking to the camera, I'm talking to the audience, but I'm also talking to myself, like, oh, this one's mm-hmm. good, this one's okay, like, mm-hmm. all right, these are you know. These are not bad. This is not bad. You know, it's like, so you're hearing the internal monologue that would be going through my head if I was there looking at the handles. Right. So, yeah, I like that. It felt, it felt like genuine. And, um, and also with like before going and be like, this is what I'm looking for. You know, I'm looking for these three things, you know, grain orientation, grain run out mm-hmm. and a curve cut and those three mm-hmm. things. And, um, yeah, they, they all seemed like they turned out really well and those things I was looking for you could really see them like on the video which yeah. is cool yeah. yeah there's a couple really good examples getting in close on them and then right it I always think it's good to it's it's like any good show or documentary if you give the people the idea or the things that they're looking for even if they don't know the subject even if they've never heard those tips before all of a sudden they're like armed with the inf- some of the information. Mm-hmm. So it makes it more interesting when they see what you're talking about because they kind of have in their head. So all you're trying to do is give them a hint of what what's coming. Right. Yeah. To, for them to enjoy it more. It's like a um 
old school movies and plays where they play the themes of the music before you start the show. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like a musical. Yeah, right. Then in the show, you already have the idea of the musical themes. Right. right. So it's like this weird musical theme, like video thing. Like uh, the themes of the video are going to be this. This is what we're looking for. Right. Let's go find them. And yeah. I think it makes it more enjoyable for anyone watching. Yeah, and I agree. And like there have been multiple times over the years when I thought I've thought about doing the outros or the intros at the end. You know, which a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Like they'll make something and then they'll do the intro at the end because then they can talk about. They can kind of lead you into what's going to happen. Right. But I think it's just as valuable to like talk about what you want to do beforehand and then let the like organic nature of the, of the thing happening happen. Right. 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 Be like, this is what I'm going to do. And so that's what we always do. It's always like, I'm going to start and I have the raw materials in front of me and I'm like, I want to do this thing. And this is what I'm going to do. And we give like just a brief, like a one minute kind of intro talking about what the video should be about, you know, and then we get into it. Right. And then sometimes we're like, draw it. And, you know, so it's like, I think there's like just as much value in that, in the anticipation of like, this is what we're hoping will happen. And so come along on this journey rather than yeah. like, this is what this video is about and you're going to see it happen. Yeah. Right. Cause you already know what's going to happen. I think they're both valuable, but I kind of like, like I've thought about trying one way or the other over the years. I'm like, maybe we'll do, maybe we try the outro, the intro at the end. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of like, I kind of like the beginning of the video starting with that. It kind of gets us into the making. So I don't know. I just, I think that's a, a interesting way to start. And so starting the video like that with the, um, with like the axes, like being in the truck, being like, all right, we're going to go in and this is what we're looking for. That made the most sense because we're like, let's go on this journey together. Let's see if we can find these things that I'm looking for as we look through the different axe handles and like, and Lowe's had a bunch of axe handles, which I was really, um, you know, pleased with that all actually had good quality grain orientation and run out and curve cuts and all. And then Home Depot had none, you know, someone commented <laughs> on the video that was like, Oh yeah. You know, I used to work at Home Depot and it's all, it depends on the assistant manager and the ordering. And if, you know, if there are not stockers who are not, you know, if the people who are stocking things aren't telling them the, the order that they don't know what ordered the blah, 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 back and forth. And I was like, yeah, you know, all those things make sense, right? Of course, yeah. it's like a gigantic big box store where, you know, they have thousands and thousands of stores all over the country. So, you know, they're only going to do so much and they do get orders all the time. But, you know, if if people, you know, if you're selling, say, maybe half a dozen axe handles a month, you know, like that's not going to be priority one in the restocking. So, yeah, right. Not Not a lot of people come in looking for, I mean they might come and look for axes, but they're not a lot of people are handling them themselves. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you just kind of forget about that little area of your store and then you don't go back there. You don't pay much mind to it because you haven't any, had anybody asking about it. And then all of a sudden it's been a couple of months. You don't have any, you just haven't noticed. Right. Yeah. And right. Then and, some, then, and then some yeah. asshole YouTuber comes in and calls your store <laughs> out. And the red store, it didn't have shit. <laughs> Home Depot store number seven, eight, two, three. <laughs> they're surrounded on either side by a Lowe's and the ace, which both had some handles and they've got nothing. <laughs> Although ace like didn't really have much either. They had like the one double bit and then the two boys ax handles, you know, but no single, like full size single bits, which is right. going to be the most common thing. That's what mm-hmm. most people would be looking for. It's just a regular single bit ax full size, but yeah, 
yeah, if if I were to go in a store and look for an axe, not know anything about it, someone's like, oh, here's a boy's axe handle. I'm like, is this a child's axe handle? Like, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I need a real size one. Yeah, it's it's funny how often that comes up when I talk about boys' axes, or if I'm talking to someone about, you know, someone's like, well, what if what if I want to get just one axe? Like, what should I get? You know, I'm like, well, you probably should get a boys' axe. And they're like, well, what does that what does that mean? I'm like, well, it's just a size designation. It's yeah, not no, like man, I, I don't need a starter axe. I mean, give me an adult <laughs> axe. What, what should I get? Get yourself a boys' axe and a, te- a... a tester axe. <laughs> See if you're good at axe chopping. <laughs> get this axe handle. It's called the Mary Sue. Um, it's really good though, but it's, it's for you. It's a good start. They only come in pink, but you know, they're, they're good. <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah. That's, that's like, yeah, it's funny. Cause every, like it is a very, like, I don't think about it cause I'm so used to seeing them and talking about them. It's like just part of the conversation. It's like anything, you know, but right. when you, yeah, when you think about that out of context, that like calling, you know, like you have a, a double bit axe and a single bit axe and they have all these names like Connecticut pattern, Michigan pattern, Dayton pattern. And then you're like, and then you have the boys axe. <laughs> like what? You know, it's like, there's even like the scout axes that are specific to like boy scouts and girl scouts, but even those sound cooler than boys axe, <laughs> but, right, uh, right. which is funny because I absolutely love boys axes. They're probably my favorite and the ones that I use most often out of all my axes. It's just that size designation. It's just the, a lighter axe head on a shorter handle, which right. is super versatile. So. Right. You can, but yeah. Have you had the, uh, way off topic, have you had the Southern <laughs> Tier Juice Jolt? Uh, I have. IPA. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh-huh. That's good. You like that one? Juicy. It is juicy. It's a little, it's like. A, it may be overly juicy, but. Yeah, it's, it's like a little taste sweet. Test. Like, it's just, it just leans a little bit on to the, um, to the, like, the slightly fake side of too sweet. Yeah, you know? I, can, I can, after a few more tastes, I can understand that. Yeah, but I, but I do like it. I like the juice to it. Like, mm-hmm. I like, I like that it's part of the mix pack, you know? Like, yeah, I wouldn't want to have right. a whole 12 pack, but I like that it's in there with the other ones. Man, yeah. I, a few days of warm weather, and I've been jonesing for, like, warm weather drinks. <laughs> like, silly, like, I wanted, like, uh, um... A twisted tea or not your father's root beer. I just wanted yeah, something, right. one of the, just the light, like, mm, like a alcoholic iced tea. <laughs> been outside the last few days with the kids, like, nice. Maeve's been so pumped. I'm like, you want to play outside? She's like, yeah. <laughs> running around, getting the dog all siped up. Cause, you know, she's like, yeah. That's and great. took, and it's, it's weird, which I didn't really notice, took. Uh, Grant, my son, out maybe for the first time that he's ever sat outside. Oh, nice. You know, born yeah, actually, in October. Yeah, right. You're just kind of hustling them from, you know, inside to inside the car, to inside. from the yeah, car right. or somewhere else. Like, you, this might be the first day we actually sat outside. Be like, this is it, son. This is what life is all about. This is what it's all about. <laughs> Sitting outside on your own property. No one telling you what to do. <laughs> chasing your daughter with an RC car. <laughs> Drinking a twisted tea. <laughs> twisty. I wish I had a twisty. Twisty. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just saying. I, I, I haven't yeah. really noticed it's been that nice out because I've been working every day. <laughs> oh, <boy>. Stupid work. <laughs> no, it's been, well, it's, I mean, you know, after it's really cold and nasty, anything above 30, you're like, oh, man. Yeah, right. But it's Ball been me. like it's been in the forties and fifties. So today it was yeah. like fifty four out. 
Oh, that's so nice. So I think I had like shorts and a hoodie on, and that was it. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing like the shorts and hoodie weather. Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. So, yeah, I was sitting out there. Maeve was <laughs> running around. I had uh, Grant in the little the teddy bear outfit thing still. It just <laughs> yeah. barely fits it, but it does. <laughs> nice. Let me send you yeah, oh, a picture real quick. Of the, that's great. I, uh, teddy bear outfit. Did my third week of the um, snowboard program, which you were sending me like messages the other night when you were trying to a Tuesday night, you were trying to finish up the video and, yeah. and you sent me a message about like how to spell the things. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I thought it. And I, I meant to like text you back. And then I um, was talking to one of the students or something. And I think I fell asleep watching Harry Potter on the way back on the bus. And then I like, woke up <laughs> like super late and I was like, damn, that was sent me all these messages. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, the teddy bear. Oh look at him, he's so happy. He's all <laughs> yeah, I just sat him in that little in that little seat. I yeah, hold him up. <laughs> and he just sat there on the on the patio and watched everything go by. That's crazy, man. He looks so old in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's that's a so cute one. Him looking at Maeve and she looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> she's like a thousand times bigger than he is. Yeah, Dang, a giant, it's crazy. <laughs> she's a giant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got that good picture of her, of Maeve in that little bear outfit when she was mm-hmm. little, like, mm-hmm. out of your old place on Yoho, off of Yoho. Yeah, man. So, nice. good stuff. It was nice outside today. Okay. Um, the baby's making okay. noise in the background. I might have to run off, but let's see All if right. we can wrap it up. You got some hammer information? You, you yeah. That, you did that mod. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. So I've been I've been wanting to do like hammer modification like that for a couple years. Like I've I thought like what an easy way to make a cool thing for yourself, make something that you're more excited about. Just like take a normal hammer and then just grind it into a new shape. Like just add some stuff to it. And yeah, you because know, a lot of the custom made hammers are they just they have some organic nature to them or they have more shape to them. And and when you buy like a standard hammer from a hardware store, it's usually very simple shape. You know, it's like the easiest shape that they can cast or that they can cold, uh, what's it called? Um, drop forge. Um, so, so I just took, uh, like a, I think it might've been a Harbor freight head. So a three pound cross peen hammer and, um, just started thinking about how I wanted to shape it, you know? And I was like, okay, well, let me try Like I drew some lines on it and started grinding stuff away. And it started out, it was actually like, it was, it was a three pound head, but when I took it off the handle, it was two and three quarter pound. And so I knew I wanted to get down to at least two and a quarter, maybe like two. I was, that was kind of my goal was to get down to a two pound head. So it did end up at two and a quarter, which is surprising how much like material I took off. And I still only took a half pound off, mm. but, um, but yeah, it was fun. It was cool. It was like, I just, I wasn't, um, wasn't super precious with it. You know, I was like, obviously I'm, you know, I want to make sure that my grinds were even and smooth and stuff like that and try to make things symmetrical, but it's not like perfectly symmetrical, but it's like pretty nice, you know, for a, for a hammerhead for me, I was really happy with it. Did some cool like chamfers and kind of just kept playing around with the shape until I was happy with it until I took enough material off and that, and it would do what I wanted to do. And, and then I just ground everything. So I got off all the old black, the black paint that came on it. And, um, and then I cold blued it. So I used, mm-hmm. I used the cold bluing chemical and covered the whole thing. Um, and then actually once I put that first layer of cold blue on it, like darkened it, but not a ton. And, but I could, but it was cool because I didn't, 
I grinded everything with just like a 36 grit and then I just went straight to the scotch bright belt on my grinder so it's basically smoothed everything out but you can still see all the lines of the 36 grit yeah and I really like the way that looks it actually has like a textured look like it's wrought iron which has mm. like a lot of grain and stuff to it so I thought that was pretty cool so I did like a cold blue and it didn't it didn't darken it a ton but it darkened it some and I also have a um, a plum brown which is like the same type of it's the same company Birchwood Casey but they do like a brown for like rifles I guess rifle barrels and things mm-hmm. so I did that over it and it made it like very brown almost like rust brown the whole thing <laughs> like this kind of light brown it was kind of weird so I was like, well, I don't really like that. So <laughs> so then I went back over it with the cold blue again, and then it did like a darker, you know, b- dark black bluish over top of that. But then there's some of the brown coming out. So it has this kind of nice, like dark, almost like, um, what's it called? The, uh, like not hammer, um, like a copper or like a, like a, um, antique bronze or something look, you know, where it's that like real dark, but you have a little bit of the warmth of the bronze. So mm. yeah, yeah. It was cool, and then I just, you know, obviously some of the chemical got on some of the spots that I wanted it to be um, smooth, so I just, like, re- reground the head on the Scotch-Brite and then the cross bean, and, yeah, it turned out really good, and I'm super happy with it, and I posted the the reel about it, and or the, you know, the post about it on Instagram with some pictures and videos, and I got a ton of good feedback. Everyone's, like, everyone's digging it, and they're all like, oh, man, such, like, a bunch of, like, several people were like, yeah, this has definitely inspired me to try it. You know, whereas people would be like, oh, I wanted to do that before. Like, now I'm definitely going to do it because, you know, it looks cool. So, and I was inspired by Chris Cash because he's been doing these um, hammerheads, um, wrought iron hammerheads that he's making and selling. And um, so the shape, when I I was kind of scrolling through Instagram, and I saw one of his, and I kind of liked the shape, and I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, I had some time last night. I didn't have anything to do when I got home from from school from work and i said maybe i just go down to the shop and grab one of those old, those hammerheads that i have and just start grinding away at it, see what i can come out with and so a couple hours and i'm really happy with it it's cool it's like a it's a it's a better weight you know because i think the the two and a half pound two to two and a half pounds a better weight that you can use for a longer time blacksmithing um longer than a three pound and so i like the weight and um and i like the shape and now it's like now the visuals give me the fizz <laughs> yeah which is what you want you know it's like you want to you want to actually want to pick up your tools and use them and a lot of times that's just like how they work and how they how they look you know so it's cool so, yeah man yeah no, it, it, it did turn out nice and I, I think everyone likes stock removal because it, it just seems not like maybe like magic it's just the thing everyone's like oh i, I can do that right exactly you, yeah it's not so far the off thing, the thing is already it. made and we're just like grinding away like heck yeah it's like anytime you talk like hand someone a jigsaw or something like that yeah right cut this shape out well i can follow a line i can if the thing's already there i can cut it out yeah (laughs) it's putting stuff together that people don't want to do that go right exactly you know a couple pieces of wood to a to a a frame or something right yeah or you know from a chunk of steel to a hammer exactly. you know it's like right. you know there's a lot of awesome hammer makers and stuff out there like i said like chris cash is actually he's making those hammers from scratch but um but you know taking something and yeah like i said it's very it's much more um uh like much more approachable right, <laughs> like, right. like oh i can do that you know like i see that oh that's really cool i like where you went with that I can imagine myself doing that and coming away with something really cool too. And like, right. that's more approachable, which I kind of mm-hmm. like, 
Yeah, that's no, cool. We, we, should, we should do something on that after we do yeah. our two other videos. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I've actually, well, I'd, I'd been wanting to do this as a video for a while, like taking a hammerhead and just, and, you know, modifying it and making it, you know, your own. So I've seen other people do it and I just thought that was kind of a fun idea, you know, but I had a different idea of how I could do that, you know? Yeah. No, it's cool. So, Very cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, got some uh, something to recommend yeah there's a um a show i just finished last night um the original version of which i think i've suggested on here before was f1's drive to survive yep which is um just the netflix show you know where they follow all the racers around and that one is super interesting because it's exotic you know Mm -hmm. f1's the biggest racing in the world and they go every race in a different country you know yeah, right. It's like we're in England, we're in Dubai, we're in wherever, Spain, Italy. So it's cool just to see, follow people around and just see them with like the richest humans in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they made a NASCAR version oh, called nice. Full Speed. Mm-hmm. I think. Let me double check. Let me get it right. Yeah, NASCAR Full Speed. Nice. That's really good. A little bit like more countrified but i think whoever whoever produced the f1 series must have also worked on this right or it's like a direct ripoff because it is the exact same thing just with right. nascar drivers so nice you know just it's you know circuits coliseums and stuff nascar tracks around the u.s you know mostly mostly east coast and stuff but there's a few in west coast you know midwest but um you know, just some kind of, it's a funny mix of, well, not even a mix anymore. Like, it's not good old boys anymore. It's like these young kids. Right. Who grew yeah. up, some of them grew up e-racing. <laughs> and some of them are like, <laughs> right. they're all a little like trendy. And their wives and girlfriends are all like, I guess probably that was back in NASCAR too. They're all dolled up, you know? Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> but anyway, you know, but they're all pretty likable. And uh I don't know, it's just good. It's really great to follow it around and they follow the um playoff section of NASCAR, which is um I've watched a little bit here and there. Um I, I like NASCAR, but it's now they have it where you race like the first half of the season gaining points and wins. And then the second half or the last third is like a a playoff thing. Like, all right, 16 cars are in it. Everyone still races. Every car still races. Right. But just 16 of them are racing for points now to continue into the next round. Mm-hmm. And they go down to eight, and then they cut people, and then they cut people. You get points, you know. You get a stage win, you get points. Obviously, if you win, you, like, move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it comes down to the final race of the season, which you got four guys all racing the final race with the rest of the field, with everyone else. But mm-hmm. you know what the race is about. It's these four racers, whoever comes in first or whoever comes in first out of those four dudes. That's going to have the points. Yeah. yeah. So you have like the last 10 races of the season. That's what they cover, which is really the, you know, the fun, interesting part of it. Right. So pretty cool. Nice. Right and I, I, I don't know. I think maybe it's because of pop pop. Not that I ever paid attention, but remember right. like after church, he'd always have NASCAR on. Oh yeah, it's just some just something I remember sitting back upstairs on that little green couch, 
mm-hmm. is watching, kind of like dad with yeah. golf. You know, it's just it's this weird, comforting thing. And now I do what Pop Pop does a lot of times. <laughs> if I have anything to do, I put on NASCAR and I just like fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this weird rhythmic nice. thing. I love it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so maybe I have been every the last four years. I'm like I'm going to a race, and I yeah. never do because there's um, Dover. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, We're it's, only like an hour I mean, and a half. It's a small course. It's the Monster Mile, so it's kind no of right. a smaller thing. But man, I'd love to go. Just have fun, party a little bit, have some drinks. You can go to the casino, put some money down on the, you know, it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Yeah, we were there that one time for that concert. The like, it was oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, right. the the classic rock concert. <laughs> it was yeah. like yeah, you know, headliner was Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah, it was great. We walked on the track. On the track, yep. Yeah, it's like sloped. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. walk down track, yeah. Cool, yeah. And uh, I was I was talking to my students actually about the F1 races that were in Baltimore, whatever that was, 10 years ago or something, um, that we went to. Well, yeah, no, that was um, yeah, Baltimore. That was Indy 500, but still, same same thing, kind of. No, one th- they were, yeah, but no, isn't that it was F1? In, it, no, it, it's not Indy 500, sorry. It's IndyCar. Okay. That's a different... Well, isn't F1 the same as Indy? Like, basically the same type of car? Mm, no. Well, broadly, yes. Okay. Yeah. They look the same. Right. And actually, I didn't really know until later on, too, after after we had gone to the thing. The Indy car is kind of the American version of F1. Okay. And basically, if you really get an Indy, then maybe you could go to F1. It's uh. like F1 drivers that fail could probably go down to F1 and do it good. Okay. <laughs> it's like Indeed. that, you know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But, yes, I know. I know. I thought the same thing for a long time, actually, until I watched the F1 show. And I was like, oh, they <laughs> that, they didn't come up. That's just two different things. Right. IndyCar yeah. and F1. But, um, gotcha. But, yeah, we did go that race. It was awesome. So yeah, cool. that, was, that was cool. Cool. Well, my, uh, my recommendation this week is Cole Bauer Racing. And uh, it's actually um, a, a woman solo uh, race uh, sailboat racer. She's she's sailing around the world nice. um, doing a solo race. And so her name is Cole Bauer. So Cole Bauer Racing on Instagram. I've been following along for a couple weeks. Um, she posts every day, sometimes twice a day. And it's just her on her boat just traveling around. She just um, She's in the Pacific now down in the Southern Pacific. Uh, sorry, in the Atlantic, in the Southern Atlantic. She's kind of working her way up um, the uh, the East Coast of uh, South America. But she just, you know, and obviously re- recently rounded Cape Horn. So it was kind of cool just watching her go from the South Pacific, where it was super cold. And then basically as soon as she rounded Cape Horn, like two days later, she's like in warm weather. Right. You know, it's like the different temperatures and the different currents of wind and weather and stuff is totally different in the Pacific to the Atlantic. So, uh, it's been really cool. Like following along, she just does reels and she talks about what she's doing. She'll show the weather and she's just like happy all the time. And she's like, Oh, we got this crazy squall coming. So, you know, it'll be anywhere between like 10 and 30 knots of wind and it might pop up, you know? And she's like, Oh, it's so beautiful. And she like shows it and stuff. And <laughs> she's cruising along and just talking about stuff and showing yeah. what she does on her boat. Cause it's just her, you know? So like, so I think like her interaction with the world is what keeps her um, from going like stir stir crazy. So I mean, you can always stop. You, you know, you're not too far from shore. Just right, exactly. Yeah, and I think I don't know if it's a so it's 
women to race solo around the world. I I don't know if it's a one, like you know, no stops. Mm-hmm. To may, it might be, but I'm not exactly sure. But uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, again, she's not one, not someone who needs the recommendation because she has 363,000 followers on Instagram. Nice. But uh, <laughs> but even still, it's fun to it's fun to watch, and she's she's fun to watch. She's she's cute, um, but not like not overly to the fact to where she's like using it to like, you know, maybe, I don't know, but she's like, she's just fun and happy and smiley and talking about cool sailing stuff, which I obviously love. So I was like flipping through looking for a recommendation. I was like, Oh, that's cool. That's someone I haven't recommended before. Yeah. So like Cole Bauer racing, Cole Bauer ocean racing is her right. Instagram. Right. Cool. All right, man. Right on. Well, next week we're going to have, uh, we're going to have Adrian Vita from Hickory Homestead Creations on with us, which is going to be fun. I mentioned that to Nicole, and Nicole was like, oh, I want to get on with her and talk about, like, knitting stuff and sewing and, like, like yarn. I was like, eh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, no, actually, if you want to join us, that's fine. We could do a, like, guys and girls podcast. It'll be fun. <laughs> so we'll see. But, yeah, that'll, that'll be cool. I'm excited to have her back on again. She's always fun to talk to, and uh, we've done a bunch of stuff with her now, so good to have her have her back and chat we can uh, she and i can reminisce about maker camp this year yeah and you yeah. cannot <laughs> in the rain and the mud and the, yeah, man, the camp the little the little camp that we had over there was awesome we all really bonded that year that was so special <laughs> it'll never be another year like that again <laughs> but yeah so look forward to that everyone who's listening that'll be a fun episode we always Love to hang out with Adrian and talk to her. So it'll be cool. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, make sure you don't forget to head over to Instagram. Check us out on Instagram at the Art of Craftsmanship and the Art of Camera Guy. Um, head over to YouTube and check out the new video on searching for axe handles at your local big box store and the tips that I give you. If you're interested in all in uh, that type of thing, I think there's some good information there and a good video. Devin did a good job. And uh, and also, if you want to support us any further, you can also go to patreon.com forward slash the art of craftsmanship and you can support us there for as little as like a dollar or a month. So, that's Two, good. yeah, yep. cool. All right, everybody. Thank you guys, Devin. Always a pleasure. Cheers. Everybody else, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>